Meredith Health, we believe that patients' needs come first. That's why they are the center of everything we do. It's Your Health Matters with Melanie Cole. As women age, urinary incontinence becomes more common. For some women, laughing, coughing, or sneezing, or exercising can cause an embarrassing leakage known as stress incontinence. My guest today is Dr. Nelson Echeberry. He's an obstetrician-gynecologist with Meredith Women's Health Specialists, Robinwood. Welcome to the show, doctor. So let's speak about incontinence. Women are sometimes hesitant to discuss this with friends or their doctors because it's a little bit embarrassing. What do you want women to know about bringing this up with their doctors and the importance of seeking treatment if it's affecting their quality of life? Uh, Thank you for inviting me. I mean, one of the reasons why uh, uh, we selected this topic is exactly what you said. A lot of women have uh, problems with uh, urinary incontinence. I mean, millions of women worldwide have this problem. Uh, You have about 25% of young women and then 75% 75% of older women experience some kind of a, uh, involuntary urine, uh, urine loss. Um, I call this, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the sisterhood of silence, just like you mentioned. For some reason, women are very reluctant to talk about this problem, even though millions of women are affected. I think it's because, uh, you know, women in general are embarrassed to bring this topic up, and sometimes uh, physicians, we may be reluctant to even discuss this uh, issues with women. So uh, I think in general, now that we know that this is very, very common, I think it's probably a good idea for we as physicians to uh, uh, endeavor to bring uh, this issue up any time we encounter women, either during their yearly exams or any time women present to our office with any kind of complaint. So what are some of the different types of urinary incontinence? So uh, the different types of uh, urinary incontinence, uh, the, the main Two divisions is what we call stress incontinence, and then we have uh, what we call the urge incontinence. So when we say stress, this is not like um, emotional stress. When I say stress, I mean uh, like when you're coughing, you know, women picking up their grandkids, uh, you know, sneezing. So those kind of a pressure, intra-abdominal pressure that increases pressure on the bladder, and then you leak urine. And then the urge incontinence is the one that... Um, you have this compelling desire to urinate. You know, you just want to use the bathroom, but you can't get there. And on your, on your way to use the bathroom, you just like urine. So those are the main two types, choice and urgency incontinence. So how does someone know which kind they have, and who do they go to to seek treatment? So uh, you can definitely talk to your primary care doctor, and then your primary care doctor can definitely refer you to um, an OBGYN with uh, specialty in, uh, in, in treatment, surgical treatment for stress incontinence, or even pharmacological treatment for urgent incontinence. And you can, also, you can also definitely see a urologist, but women sometimes prefer to see the OBGYN, and we can definitely uh, take care of any of these problems. Now, you ask, how do you tell the difference? Um, I mean, women can always tell if they're leaking when they cough or sneeze. Or they can also tell when um, they have the urgency to urinate, and then when they go, or when they're about to go to the bathroom, they just leak urine. So any of those, you know, from their clinical presentation, they can tell what is going on. And even if it's a little bit confusing, when they come to the office, we have questionnaires that we can use and to help guide as they think about what is actually going on at home. When do they decide to seek treatment? <laughs> So when do they decide? I think it's an important question because when I see women with similar problem, the first thing I ask is, is it bothering you? You know, if you're leaking urine and it's just very small amount and it's not bothering you, then 
there's really no reason for any surgical intervention. But so when they this they should seek treatment if it gets to the point that is affecting their quality of life. You know, so because there's treatment, there's safe treatments out there that can help with the situation. So once you get to the point whereby, you know, you can't handle it, handle the situation anymore, and it's just it's just affecting your quality of life. Basically, you should definitely should should seek help. So then let's speak about some of the treatments available. What would be the first line of defense if you met a woman and she's got these issues and it is affecting her quality of life? What do you do for her right at the beginning? So uh, in terms of uh, approaching uh, urinary incontinence, first of all, we want to make sure there is no infection. Okay, so we can uh, do what we call a urine tape or urine analysis just to rule out an infection because sometimes infection can cause incontinence. And then we try to figure out which one it is. Is it stress? Is it, is it urgency incontinence? And any of those, you can actually do what we call lifestyle modification. I mean, if you drink uh, so much caffeine or if you drink a lot of fluid before you go to bed or any of those lifestyle modifications, we can try to see if that uh, rectifies a problem. And then, you know, stress incontinence, one of the main treatments for stress incontinence is, is the surgical approach. We have a minimal invasive approach. You know, we don't have to open the belly. We don't have to do any of those things. We can just put what we call a mid-urethral sling through the vagina. And that helps to hold the urethra up so that you don't have any more leakage of urine when you cough or sneeze. So there's a, is a minimal invasive approach that, that can be done to rectify the problem. And then when it comes to urge, there's, a, there's, a, there's medication that can be used uh, for urgency incontinence. So speak about the slings then for a minute. You said it's minimally invasive. Is this a permanent situation once you've put that in? Does it stay there? And what does it feel like for a woman? So the sling is, is permanent. is a propylene mesh. You know, there's always this uh, issue on TV about uh, the mesh, problems with the mesh. But this mesh is totally different. This is not the type of mesh we use for, uh, like, prolapse. You know, this is a very small mesh that is put in the vagina underneath the urethra. And women may not even, you, I mean, it's, it's an ambulatory surgery. So it gets done and you go home the same day. So you may not even notice there's something there. The only thing you would notice is that you, don't, you no longer leak urine when you cough or sneeze, you know, if the treatment is, is effective. So in terms of you feeling to see if there's anything there, you wouldn't even know there's anything there after surgery uh, because it's a very small sling that is placed underneath the urethra. So in terms of clinical symptoms, you will notice there's a difference in terms of you no longer leak urine when you cough or sneeze. So. And does this mesh dissolve? Does it stay in there permanently? No, would it ever have to be redone? Uh, correct. So it, it stays there permanently. Can it be redone? Yes, because sometimes, uh, sometimes you may have to put another mesh let's say you, you put in the first mesh and then there's a failure, so you may have to try a different approach to resolve the problem if the problem is still stressed in the content. So your, your question is, 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 is a good question because sometimes you may end up with two surgeries to fix the same problem. But in general, one mesh is always enough and it stays there permanently. And you spoke about some lifestyle modifications. Give us some of your best tips for more of those modifications besides caffeine, not drinking too much at bedtime. Are there some exercises? Does Kegel exercise Correct. help with incontinence? Give us some more lifestyle. Correct. So Kegel exercise, any kind of uh, pelvic floor muscle exercise can help. And then when you talk about smoking, you mean you know, smoking can always help. Uh, most uh, research have shown that you know if you stop smoking, that can sometimes help with stress and content. 
So those are probably the biggest ones, pelvic muscle exercise, and uh, if you smoke a lot, and if you can uh, uh, minimize the amount of cigarettes, that can actually help. So then wrap it up for us. Give your best advice to women who are suffering from incontinence, what you tell them every single day, doctor, and why they should come to Meredith's Women's Health Specialist for their care. So definitely what I would say is uh, millions of women are having this problem. There is no reason for uh, you not to seek help if, if it is bothering you, okay? So it's something that Meredith's Women uh, Health Specialist can take care of, especially using the minimal invasive approach to put a sling on the, underneath the urethra. So if you have any of these symptoms, stress, you know, you, you pick up your baby or you, your grandkids or you cough, uh, you know, during uh, allergy season and you, you know, you're sneezing and then you're having urine leakage, then you definitely want to come in and talk to us. And if you, if you don't have any referral to us, if you talk to your PCP, they can definitely uh, refer you to come see us. So there's no reason for anyone that has incontinence to be, uh, for their lifestyle to be uh, affected while uh, not seeking help. That will be the first, that will be the, what I will say. <clears throat> Thank you so much for being with us today, Doctor. It's great information. You're listening to Your Health Matters with Meritus Health. And for more information, you can go to MeritusHealth.com. That's MeritusHealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.